everyone, and welcome back to Girl You Talk A Lot, the podcast where we will dive deep into stories, experiences, and insights that matter to women everywhere, or men if you're listening. Whether you're looking for advice, a dose of inspiration, or just a friendly chat, you've come to the right place. Just a quick little life update. I'm still waiting to hear back on my nursing application. I'm hoping in this scenario that no news means good news. They did tell me sometime at the end of November, so obviously we haven't quite made it there yet, which can anybody believe that it's almost Christmas? I'm not going to lie. My husband and I even decorated our Christmas tree this weekend. We even, for the first time, bought a fake Christmas tree. Don't come for me. We have been married for four years and we have done three fake trees in our married life. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm guessing only two fake trees. My bad. We actually didn't do a tree last year only because we were in a small apartment and it just wouldn't make sense to have a ginormous tree in our living room where we could barely even walk. But this year we went with a fake tree. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Go look at my Instagram stories if you haven't seen it. Athena absolutely loves it. She loves ripping the ornament balls off the tree. She loves it. So without further ado, let me introduce you to the guest we have on the show today. It's not just me. You're welcome. After so many DMs and so many people told me they just really needed to hear from this guest today, he's back on the show, folks. Give it up for Daniel Arney. Hello, everyone. It's great to be back. (laughs) Is it, though? Are you actually happy to be back on the podcast? No, this time I uh, don't have to have a blindfold on. Okay. (laughs) Okay. All right, everybody, and without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Just to bring some clarity to that statement that you said in our intro, you were blindfolded in our last episode? No, I wasn't blindfolded. uh, In the last episode, I said that uh, for some of Julia's food, kind of might need to have a blindfold on. Right, so rude. Because it's all mixed together. Right. And just know everyone that every meal I have cooked since said episode has aired. And it wasn't last episode, by the way. It was just the episode that that you were on. on, Right. right. Okay. But every time I have cooked a meal, have I not said, do you need to eat this with a blindfold? It's looked good every time. It's looked appetizing every time. Okay. But like, so has all of my other food that you claim you need to eat with a blindfold on. All right. We go with that. Go with it. It's true. Whatever. You're not going to concede to me, and it's fine. It is what it is. All right, folks, so today we have a very interesting topic to talk about today, and I had to bring Daniel on to this episode because for those of you that do not know, my husband is a financial advisor at a credit union here in Florida, so I thought, what better person could I have on this podcast when I want to talk about money and financing. He wants to talk about budgeting. I hate the word budgeting. I do not have a budget. I want to be very clear about this fact. That's why I brought on Mr. Daniel so he can give us a little insight into financing and money and budgeting. Honey, if you want to talk about budgeting, you can talk about budgeting, but I have to be honest and upfront with my listeners and say, I'm not on a budget. I can't be on a budget. The word budget terrifies me. How many times in our marriage have I said the words, if I'm going on a budget, I'm going to have to die? Well, you've also said, oh, I thought you were going to say, I have to start going on a budget as well. Right. But have you ever put me on a budget? I have not. That's good. Do you want to put me on a budget? It's okay. You can tell our listeners the truth. Do you want me to be on a budget? I mean, if I'm being honest, in every relationship, there is a spender and a saver. And uh, I can proudly say julia is both of those in our relationship thank you honey (laughs) that is literally so nice 
I know you're going for a negative connotation with the spending part, but that doesn't matter to me because I'll be a spender for as long as I live. But I am a saver, so I do appreciate you honestly giving me both. But wait, what does that make you? You said in every relationship there's a spender and a saver, so what are you? Right, I am, I am also the saver. Oh, okay. So right. I'm the only spender, but there's two savers in the relationship. Right, in this one, yes. Oh, isn't that kind of silly? You would say something like that. But is it not true? I mean, in a sense it is. Right. I, yeah. Yeah, you don't really spend money. All right, this is this episode is not supposed to be about us. We're so sorry about that, folks. We really do want to get down to the nitty gritty of what we want to talk about today. But I do want to put in one short story. I promise I'll make it short at the beginning because I feel like this will just make people warm up to the fact that like you do actually know what you're talking about other than yes, you're a financial advisor, but like sometimes yeah, who cares? You didn't even get your degree in business. I do have to put that out there as well, but like your business smarts and your business brain truly speaks volumes. So like to me, like you don't even need a degree because you are that smart. So back in college when Daniel and I had first met, <laughs> I barely knew this boy for what, two weeks? And he starts talking about credit cards, credit cards, credit cards, credit cards. Well, I have to let you know that before I'd even met Daniel, I was like, wait, People that get credit cards are people that can't pay their bills and credit cards are super scary and it's like money out in the universe that you're putting on a credit card but you don't really have blah blah. That was my take on a credit card because I didn't have a credit card at the time. I had a debit card. I dealt mainly in cash as well back in the day. That's aging me right there (laughs) saying that I used to use cash. So Daniel just was like, you know what? I think you should just look into it. It'd be really good if you got a good credit score. Like, it'll help you get things in the future if you want to buy a new car, if you want to, you know, what? Did you tell me if I wanted to buy a house? What's mm-hmm. something else? You really talked it up. In fact, he talked it up so much to me. I remember calling my dad and I was like, I need a credit card. Like, I don't care what I do with the rest of my life. Daniel Arnie has convinced me that I need a credit card. So I went and I got the student Discover. Um, credit card. That's the one Daniel told me to get. I was automatically approved because it's meant for students. And I can remember, we even talked about this before airing this episode. My very first purchase that I put on there was like $3.50. I like bought something at a gas station and I paid it off immediately because I was so scared. Like I was going to get charged all this interest. I didn't really understand what I was doing, but I just knew whatever I put on a credit card, I have to pay off automatically. Don't worry, folks. Daniel has taught me the error of my ways. I also now, while this episode is airing, I think I have four different credit cards, but I also don't go to stores and open just any random credit card. So I want to be put on record. That is not me. All right. I feel like, honey, that is the best glow up that I could give you. And let me tell you, I have an amazing credit score. I'm 25 years old. My credit is impeccable. I pay off all of my credit cards monthly. Do I not, honey? You do. Thank you. Every month. Thank you. I need affirmation. And yeah. That's really what I wanted to get at because I feel like the majority of my friends listening to this episode right now are going to know at some point Daniel and I have spoken to you about credit cards, the credit cards we use. Please use us as your referral so we can get points back on our credit card. If you know Daniel, you know he's going to try to help you some way financially. So to me, there's no better way, honey, than for you to take over this episode and to give people just... Tell them whatever you want to tell them. I'm here. I'll bounce back. You got this. Take it away, Dan Dan. Well, well thank you, Julia. Uh, girl who talks Welcome. a lot. Rude. Thank you. When we talk about credit cards, we also need to talk about a credit score. For those of you who don't know what that means, your credit score could range from a, a, 
350 to a 850 credit score. Or you could have a ghost credit score. A ghost credit score is when you don't have good credit or bad credit. Oh, I didn't even know that's a thing. Right, it's like a zero. So when I was a student, getting my student, was right. mine a ghost yep. credit score? You were a ghost because what a credit score is essentially is a risk factor of how likely you're you're going to pay back your credit or pay back your loans that they give oh, you. So a higher number, you're at a low risk. Correct. Like a low number, you're at, at a high, high risk. risk. Which, shouldn't they change that? You know, that's something to talk to FICO about. Okay. Come here, FICO. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but... So I'm not I'm not out there saying, hey, go get this credit card or go get that credit card. Oh, because yeah, I apologize. I wasn't trying to say that you're credit, Mr. Credit Card Friendly and pushing everyone on credit cards. <laughs> I did not mean that. No, I did not mean that. Because, I mean, you could go get try to get, you know, let's just say... Chase Sapphire. Chase Sapphire. That is our card. But, I mean, I wasn't... So I'm not promoting any cards here, but... Oh, like, I'm promoting. If you, if you Use me as your referral. If, if you don't have a credit score and you go for a Chase Sapphire card, you're probably not going to get approved for it. Oh, yeah. Or if you don't have a high enough income, you probably, again, won't get approved for it. Yeah. And so there are, that's why I'm on here saying, go do your research, know your credit score. You can go onto myannualcreditreport.com and pull your credit score and see what it is. That is so cute that you knew that. Yeah. That is so And cute. then if I you- I do forget, <laughs> like you did this for a job, but like that was really cute. You knew yeah. .com and everything. I mean, I- I help people, you know, consolidate their their debt, and I help people get because a credit card can, as you know, have an interest rate of twenty nine point nine nine percent. Yeah. And if you're trying to pay off a credit card that has a five thousand dollar balance on it, at twenty nine point nine nine percent interest, you're going to be paying literally so much interest if you're only paying the minimum balance due. Yeah. With with that said. Uh, credit cards can be an absolutely wonderful thing. Just ask, just ask my wife. <laughs> I absolutely love my credit cards. <laughs> mm, and this is person who told me like, I don't not want a credit card. I don't need credit cards. And credit cards are for poor people. Like my mind was blown that someone thought credit cards were for poor people. Okay, because I didn't know that you could get a credit card that works for you. And whenever we try to sell our friends on the credit cards that we have, we always tell them you have to get a credit card that works for you. That's at least what you've always told me. But now you also have to think people are in different stages of life, so they need different things. Well, I know. Right. So some people have kids, and some people don't pay the bills, and some people are in just different aspects of their life. So maybe a credit card, I've seen where a credit card doesn't work for them. Where Okay, so some, let me just ask you this. Let me ask you this. Let's break it down for our listeners, right. okay? What would you say is a good starter credit card for people that A, are in college, be they're adult but yet they haven't started building their credit yet what is a credit card that you would say more than likely you're gonna get approved this is one you would recommend so for you younger generation out there that do not have a credit score or are trying to work on building a good credit score that do not have a credit score you can go to your local financial institution and get a secured credit card a secured credit card is where you use your own money and but so they put the, like let's just say five hundred dollars on a credit card that's your money but then give you a credit card and you just use it like one and you pay it off every month and what your institution wants to find out is if you'll make those payments back they also are looking for six months of employment so if you're not employed mm-hmm. i wouldn't recommend getting a credit card because you'll probably get denied anyway no that's not true because i got a student discover and i was not working a job at the time 
But I, I want you to know that. But I said you probably will. But you also didn't have a bad credit score either. But, okay, so other than the, what did you just call it? The one where they put their own money in it? What's it called? A secure credit card. Okay, so if they, what if they don't want to do the secure credit card? Right. Do you say so, try to get the student discover? If, oh, so when anyone ever comes into my office and goes, I want a secure credit card, I say, why? And then I get to know about them and I go, oh, great. You've been working longer than six months at this job. Let's actually try to apply for a credit card. Where I work, their credit cards are low interest rate. Um, if you're someone who carries a balance on your credit card, when I mean carries a balance, you don't pay off your statement balance every single month. I would say get a lower interest rate credit. Now, it doesn't mean this is bad, but th what this means is you are going to be able to pay off your credit cards quicker eventually than getting a credit card that has a higher interest rate, let's say 29.99, but you get all these really good benefits. Because if you're paying all this interest towards your credit card on this high interest credit card, but you're like, oh, I'm getting all these points, That's but you're just, you're just, you're just, you're doing, yeah, you're doing the exact opposite. You're paying all of those points back technically into your interest. So you're not, it's not benefiting you in the way you think think it's benefiting you. Well, I mean, that's not me because I'm paying off my statements. Right. I'm paying off my monthly statement each month. Right. But for those of them, I was saying for those who can't pay off their statement balance every month, that might not pay it off. And so then it's, oh, oh, it's just $10 interest this month. and But then you keep putting money on the credit card. You can't, it's just going to keep building up and it's going to be harder and harder to pay off every month. Where this is a fun statistic. Since COVID happened, the American debt on their credit card went up 13%. And oh, it doesn't sound like that much, but the American credit card debt around the United States is, do you know how much it is? Oh, you want me to guess? Okay, I'm gonna say a billion dollars. A billion dollars? Try $1 trillion. Like in, in credit, credit card, card debt? debt oh, that honestly gives me anxiety. So the average person has about $5,000 of debt on their credit That's card. not true, because I would definitely consider myself an average person, and I need to make it clear that I do not have $5,000 with a credit card debt. Technically, what that would mean is, is not just your average person, but some people no. probably have like $15,000 right. in credit card right. debt. So, so no, I say the average credit card debt. Oh, okay. So the average debt on a credit card. So that could mean, you know, this person over here has $50,000 credit card debt, but this person only has 2000 so okay, so tell us, Mr. Money Man. I call him. <laughs> I wanted him to start his own podcast, and I wanted him to call it Dan Dan the Money Man. I just, I think it's absolutely perfect. But he doesn't want to do that, so I'm making him do it on my own podcast. I need you to break it down into layman's terms, because I have a lot of females that listen to this. I'm sorry, girls, but I'm going to call us out. I need you to make it explainable that when you pay off, if you don't pay off your monthly balance you still are paying interest Correct. on whatever you're not paying so, off. Unless the credit card you get says, oh, you get this really good introductory rate of 0% for 12 months. Okay, that's what I did. Let me even tell a story. Let me put this into female terms, okay? Because not that females don't understand the same things males do because don't even get me started on going on that rampant. But let me just explain credit cards because every time I feel like I explain this to my female friends, they're always like, no, like you lost me. I don't even know what you're talking about. Let me explain this. When Daniel and I bought our new house, one of the renovations that we did in said house is we ripped out our, Daniel and I ourselves, let me be clear, we're construction <laughs> workers. Just kidding. No, we really did. We ripped out our master closet shelving unit that they had in there because it was trash. And I am a little bit 
I'm a spender and I have tons and tons of clothes and shoes. Are you happy that I put that word in there? So I went to the container store in Orlando and I purchased a, what do you call that? Personalized? Mm-hmm. Is that what you say? Personalized closet. Personalized closet. Or customized. Oh, customized. Better word, better word. Customized closet. And I drove it back up here and Daniel and I installed said closet. We're not going to go into that story, but boy, is that a story we could tell for the ages. Let's just pause real quick and say that she wanted to hire someone to build it. Yeah, <laughs> we should have. <laughs> Anyways. We put this closet together, but when I went down and purchased it, it was like, I'm even going to use money amounts, okay? I think it was, what, 3700 when I bought the closet? That's what you could have told me. No, rude. I told <laughs> I you the truth. I think it was like thirty seven. It might have been thirty six, thirty six hundred dollars And at the time, the container store was giving this promotional credit card. Oh, here I am saying that I've never <laughs> done this, and I've, I'm literally telling a story of how I've done it. Anyways, it was like... You get the credit card, but you get it for 12 months interest-free. So if you put whatever you purchase on the credit card, I'm going to get zero interest. I put $3,600 on said credit card. I, as of March 2023 is when we went and bought the closet. As of this month, November 2023, I have like a $700 balance. That's to say it's not hurting my credit score having this balance still on the card because I have 12 months to pay it off. Now, the caveat, or should I say the catch to this credit card is they want me to then take this credit card and go put numerous purchases on it so that when the 12 months comes up, the pers- the annual percentage for it, what is it, APR, is that what it's called? Yeah. The APR on it is like 49.95. I told you, I showed you all the paperwork oh for it goodness. because they know it's, oh. it's super high interest. So they're hoping that, oh, she doesn't have the money, period. She's not going to be able to pay it off. But because I'm very scared of credit cards, I always make sure that I pay everything on time and they're not going to come after me because that's their best case scenario is for me to put a large payment on a credit card and then not be able to pay it back. Well, and if you're not careful and you don't read your contract or something on those APR, I mean, on those um, credit cards that are 12 months, you know, or 16 months or 18 months, they could also say that if you don't have the full purchase paid off, we're charging you interest for every single one of those months. Oh yeah, you told me that and that mm-hmm. scares me. But it'll be paid off in 12 months, they can't come after me. <laughs> I'll have it paid off at 11 months in fact because they scare me so bad. So, and um, now that's something I people ask me, they're like, oh, or like, I know this is a little bit away from credit cards, but like on a car loan, they'll be like, oh, are you charging me all the interest up front? No, we don't charge. So it depends on where you're getting your, your car loan from. But they can charge you all your interest up front, so it doesn't matter how fast or slow you pay off the car, you're paying the same interest no matter what. Okay, so we have to use this, as always, in our own life. And when we got a car loan, did they do that? No, they didn't, because remember, I said, oh, I'm just going to wait for my bank to open back up on on Monday, and we can get the 1.99% interest. And then he went and found a bank and found it at 1.99% interest, and they charged interest daily on that daily mm-hmm. i had to pay interest on that daily yes that's so but crazy. it's better than paying all your interest up front because if you pay more on it or if you overpay that interest goes um, down daily yeah and they sent me a check in the mail because i overpaid mm-hmm. i was so happy it was like free money <laughs> it really wasn't but it felt like free it was money. just your money you overspent it's girl math it's girl math <laughs> okay so i feel like we've actually talked enough about credit cards if anybody has questions on what specific type of credit card they want please feel free to reach out to us daniel loves 
giving advice on that. I just feel like we could literally sit here and talk about credit cards all day long because this is something that I actually know what we're talking about and I know how to spend it. My only thing that I can say if I can put my two cents in with credit cards, my favorite credit card that I have had to this day, you already know what I'm gonna say, is the Marriott Bonvoy. And this is to all of the people and all of my haters, I hope you're listening to this, that always ask, how do you get to stay at these nice hotels? How do you get to stay at these nice resorts? It's because of my Marriott Bonvoy credit card and because I spend all of this money during the year, normal, regular money that I'd be spending if I was using a debit card, all of that, money that I've spent then turns into points and then sometimes I can turn those points into actual dollars and I get to spend them at said resorts. Now granted, you do, I do have the Marriott Bonvoy app and I do have to use Marriott Hotels, but believe me, the database for Marriott Hotels is but a now, ton. Also on this credit card, don't they give you um, one free room a year? Yeah, you get one free night. Okay, but like you have to be careful with that because it's actually only 35,000 points. So that's like not really that many points, but you do. You get one night free a year. Okay. And then through the credit card, you also get like a bonus with the Marriott Bonvoy app. So now I'm like a elite member right. or they gave platinum. Us a, they gave us drink vouchers when we went, went in. Yep. They gave us drink vouchers and, and they, they gave us a room upgrade. Right. You do, you get perks. It's, it's worth the perks, but don't they that's why stay we stay in your room later too. Yes, we like, get late, late check out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that it's my favorite credit card that I have. When Daniel and I went down and stayed at the Dolphin Resort. Here you go, Disney lovers. Daniel and I stayed at the Dolphin Resort. Walt Disney World's Dolphin Resort, let me be clear. We <laughs> stayed there for free because of all of the points that I had on my Marriott Bonvoy. Now, you have to be careful with that because the Dolphin Hotel, as of right now for Thanksgiving, is like 700,000 points a night. But when the weekend Daniel and I stayed there, it was not 700,000 points. I think it was like less than 100,000. It always depends on the time of year. The points go up, but that's something in itself. But that is definitely my favorite credit card. I do have to brag about that. Now, if, you, if you're if you someone who can't pay off your balances or, you know, you get stuck one month and you're just like, oh, I really can't do this. The one thing that I want to say that I can't stress enough to do is to pay the minimum payment. Like your minimum payment might be $25. Just whatever you do, do not miss a single payment because you miss a payment. Guess what? That's going to hurt your credit score. Mm -hmm. Your credit score is going to go down. And then when you go, when you want to go finance something else, your, your interest rates probably going to go up and you're going to be paying more interest and then over a longer time spending more money. Right. Cause even though it feels overwhelming, you might not feel like you can pay off a $5,000 balance, which I feel like I'd probably cry myself to sleep if I had to pay off a $5,000 balance, but I know always make your minimum payment because that's better than paying nothing. So I guess here, I guess there are multiple different ways to handle credit cards and I'm going to tell you how I handle my credit card. Then I'll let Julia tell you how she handles hers. Oh boy. Maybe not me. <laughs> maybe just so, tell them how you handle yours. <laughs> so what I do, uh, I pay all my bills at the beginning of every month. And so once all that money comes out of my account, I know, okay, I have $600 to put on my credit card by the end of the month because that's what I have left in my account to pay off. Where it is right when I'm at 600, I'm like, all right, I know I can't use my credit card anymore because I won't be able to pay off the balance of it when the statement comes in. So that's exactly what I do. Pay 600 and then I'll look at, I put only 500 on my credit card. So when my bill comes in, I can put $500 on my credit card and then I still have $100 left, but then I wait and I pay all my bills again for the next month. And then whatever I have left over there, say this time I have 700, 
was like, awesome, I can spend 700 I can. I don't have to spend 700 Yeah, please don't spend 700 <laughs> unless it's for me. But So I can spend 700 but it doesn't mean I do it. It's just just in case I need to. So I only put things on there, you know, that I might need to. Or, you know, just if I want to go out to eat or something, I can do that. Yeah. And I know it's, I know the funds are always there. And if I'm ever unsure how much are on my, how much money I have left on my credit card or how much I have in my bank account, there's an app for that. Yeah. Just go around that. I'm like, Ooh, I'm at $600. I can't do that. I, can just, I, gotta I wait live on month. that app. I live on my chase app. I live looking at my credit card balance. That's literally my life. I don't, I don't pay the bills. Daniel will be so proud for me to tell everyone that. I don't. Dan Dan's my provider. I do everything else, but he's my bill payer. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> but I just I just go on my monthly balance and I hope and pray that I uh, work enough <laughs> in the month to pay off said credit card monthly statements. And usually, so my monthly statement comes due on the 28th of every month, but it doesn't close until the 3rd. So my worst nightmare is any days between the 28th of whatever month, so November 28th to December 3rd, is my least favorite days of the year because all I want is that stupid credit card to close at the lowest possible balance that I have. And I always have to buy something like on the 1st or the 2nd. Like I'm always like, oh, I really need to buy this. And I'm like, no, you can't because you need to wait till the 3rd for your stupid credit card to close. And that's not to say we don't put very, really large balances on there because we do put large balances on our credit card. But when we do that, we know we have the money in our savings account and we just want the points so then we can have extra points to do stuff with. I mean, I wasn't trying to say that like, (laughs) I'm like astronomical (laughs) amounts on there and I can't pay it off. I'm just saying it wouldn't matter if I put $300 on there. I'm still freaking out like I'm not going to be able to pay for it. But don't worry, I, I make it. Dan Dan would literally lose his mind if I missed the payment. Just kidding. Well, that's no, why she, that's why she's not on my credit cards and I'm not on her credit cards. Amen. That's right. We have separate credit cards. That's right. Even though you have my credit card still from today. No, it's in your bag. Oh. Yep. I was going to call them out online, people, and make them... You put it back in my bag? Are you sure? Yeah. All right. So I feel like now we should wrap up the credit cards. And can you please maybe give some people some budgeting advice. I feel like people really like that. I'm not that person, but I feel like maybe people out there would like to hear from a financial advisor standpoint, like some budgeting tips. Well, talking about budgeting, uh, we know you don't budget. I know. I just said that. <laughs> I know. I didn't say give them advice for me. It's all right. I said give them so advice for them. If you're, if you're a numbers person and you need to see things like my wife does, number one, what you're going to do is what your monthly income is. So if you get paid once a week, twice a week, four times a week for your waitresses out there, um, know what you make a month and write it down. Say, all right, I make, you know, $4,000 a month. Um, So you write that down and you're like, all right, well, my rent is 500. My electric bill is X and my water bill and my gas bill and my trash bill and you put down literally all of your expenses that you know you have to pay. And then after, so I would label that bills. Right, because that's necessities. Right. Like you need water, you need lights, you need your house that you live in. And you know, gas that goes in your car would technically be a bill. Right. And your insurance. Yeah. Um, Speaking of insurance, if you pay car insurance, what I would do is I would try to save up. Go, go, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Call her, click today. I would save I would save up six months of my my insurance, 
because they give you a discount if you pay full the full for the full no, six it's months. Geico. 15% or more on car insurance. <laughs> I couldn't remember. Oh, yeah. 15. Wait, say it. It's making me angry. I can't think of what it is. Uh, isn't Gecko. it? Gecko. 15 minutes could save you 15 minutes. 15% or more. Gecko. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Gecko. Oh, my word. I couldn't say that. Yeah. Any insurance that we have, she always has to say the uh, the little tune that goes with it. What, what was the one that I loved that we had? Allstate. You're in great hands. <laughs> That was your right? good hands. Oh, forget it. I don't even care about insurance we have anymore. Wait, you're in... Well, they need to change it to you're in great hands. Well, it's in your I don't hands. want to be just in good hands. I'm in great hands. What do we have now, Geico? Yeah, we have Geico. Geico could save you 15... Why <laughs> <laughs> can I not say it? Geico. Wait, Geico. Wait, what do I say after Geico? 15 minutes could save you. Oh, yeah, shh. Let me say it. Geico, save you. Wait. <laughs> All right. You obviously would be a bad spokesman. Wait, what's State Farm? Oh, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Oh, I thought it was Jake from State Farm. No, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We need to get State Farm back because clearly that's the only slogan I can remember. <laughs> okay, so I go back to your little insurance spiel. Little does she know you've never had State Farm. Yes, we have. We have not. What? <laughs> Wait, haven't we had Liberty? Liberty, 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 Liberty. Yes, we have. Okay. <laughs> I'm done, sorry. Um, but so point number one would be know what your bills are. Right. And then point number two, pay yourself. Um, this is a very important aspect because you don't work just to pay your bills. You work to do something for you. Amen. That is my man <laughs> your mantra, motto. motto. That is, babe. Speak to me on that. But, so you're not going to like what I have to say. Only pay yourself 10%. Oh, that's not enough for me. Right. Um, every Any paycheck, pay yourself at least 10%. So if you wanted to go get your nails done, like, so, I mean, I said, 10% if you make, make, make 4000 a week, 10% of 4000 is $400 a month well, for I'm yourself. I'm not making 4000 a week. I didn't say a week. I said a month. Oh. Right. So $400 a month to you. That's, I mean, I feel like that's a, a pretty good number to just spend on that yourself. That is actually a pretty good number. I really probably should implement that more. So, and it's only 10%. Can you base it off of weekly instead? Like for someone like me who gets paid on a weekly so basis? So if you get paid four times a week, okay, $1,000 a week, that'd be $100 a week. Oh, it's still only $400. I was hoping right. it would work out to be more. <laughs> <laughs> I look at it as like, oh, I made... A thousand dollars this week. That means I get a thousand dollars this But that's how. I mean, that's how it is. And because, like I'm saying, you're not just working just to do nothing. Like you need to treat yourself every once in a while. Amen. That's right. I treat myself every day, all day, whenever day I want. Whenever and day. <laughs> that's the new slogan of this podcast. Whenever day I want. <laughs> whenever treat myself every day. But I treat you too. Like right, I don't want know. to sound selfish. No, no, she really does. Oh, that's yeah. so sweet. And I treat Athena. Oh yeah, she treats Athena more than she treats either of us. That's so true. <laughs> what a little rat. <laughs> she is spoiled. But and then number three, know what you can afford. So what this means is, what is your excess? What do you have left over after you pay yourself and pay your bills? Yeah. So this might be, depending on what your bills came out to be, let's just say an extra um, $2,000. You only spend $2,000 between your bills and yourself. 
Well, now you know you can go and you can afford a car, um, like a $500 payment, and it's not going to kill you. Right, because they have $2,000 in excess is what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Yes, they have okay. $2,000. Yes, I have to be, exactly. I was making sure what so you were you saying. Have, so then that brings you down to, to 1500 And at this point, you'd already saved up money for your insurance, so you can pay six months in advance and not have that monthly bill. It's right. an every six-month bill. Oh, is it really? That's the way I do ours because we save about $150 if we pay it all up front. Can you choose to pay it once a month? Yes, you can. But it's more money if you do it that way? Right. It's more money. Does everybody get that option or did they just give that to you? No, you can ask for that option. Oh, okay. And usually usually they give you a discount on it, so that's why I do it. Why don't you pay it up for a year then? Why do you do it for six months? Because their their terms are only six months. So, oh. so that's why we do can it. Can they raise your prices after the six months? Yes, they can. Oh. So let's just put it this way. When we first moved to Florida, our, I don't know because I don't pay any bills. So when this we first, is news. Yeah. When we first moved to Florida, our insurance for a fully protected car was only six hundred and fifty, and we had two cars on there. And now, two years fully le- protected, yeah, you mean full coverage. So full coverage, okay. yeah, you're covered for almost anything. Okay. Now, two years later, it's twelve hundred. <gasps> for one car? So that's no, for both our cars. Though. Oh. But it's over doubled in two years, and I asked them why, and they said inflation. <gasps> and, wow, I wish I worked like that. And so, I can't clean your house. It's going to be $5,000 to clean your house. Why? Inflation. So I went and uh, said, okay, that's a little bit ridiculous. And I called four other companies. And, uh, well, who we have now is still the lowest one. You paid $1,200 for our two cars? Mm-hmm. Oh, my word. <laughs> Honey, you're such a good provider. I don't even know these things. <laughs> you heard it here, folks, at the same time as I did. <laughs> So it, yeah, it's just something that when we're buying a new car, we don't really think of, and we don't think of the expenses like the oil changes and the brakes and the windshield wipers. Or what if my window gets cracked? Actually, in the state of Florida, you if your window gets cracked like all the way across, you can use your insurance and it won't go on your insurance, and they can replace the windshield for you. Were you gonna tell me that because that's about to happen in my windshield? Why didn't you tell me that? Well, you know now. The more you know. But I literally just had this conversation with you about my windshield being right. cracked. Right, we would have had that conversation once your windshield cracked all the way. I mean, there's a tiny little crack. It's going to turn big. They don't big. call it a little crack. They actually call it a star. No, it's... It's called a star. It's big. It's growing. It has a little spider leg. It's coming. As a spider leg, like just one, not plural, just leg. Okay, well, just one. Yeah. Is <laughs> a spider leg. Okay, rude. I was just saying, like, it's a little circle, like its body, and then it's... Shut up. It's just got like one little... What else do you want me to say? It's why, not a star. Because how many it, points does a star have? Five. Says who? Why did you just look at me like that? It is five. Why does the star Why does the star have five points? Because that's what a normal everyday so star looks like. So when I look like. in the uh, star outside, it has five points on it? <sighs> Nobody asked you. I was just asking. No, because stars outside are like little circles that you can barely see. Oh, just like on your windshield. No, you can see so it. We should, can you see the stars outside? Yes. <laughs> we should... Folks, this is what Daniel does to me all day long. So, we, you know what? We should post a picture of this little star. No, I and won't. If it could be anything, rather than a... It's a spider a with spider, one leg. A spider with a, a leg. Why not a shooting star? Oh, my word. It's like you're making it hopeful. It's not hopeful. <laughs> it's a dumb spider with one leg. Like, just get off of it. 
But I do, I need you to add in one thing with the budgeting because it's truly the most important one. And I know we don't usually talk about like spiritual aspects and I haven't made this podcast anything about, you know, that part of my life. But I do feel like it's very important to say that number one with your money before you're paying your bills or your insurance or anything else, it's giving your money back to God. And it's a 10% tithe. Right. That's so if you are, you that's know, number if, one, if you are a Christian and you, you're right, go to church, yeah. the number one thing you do, that's the first thing I do. Yeah. With does my it matter card. what your bills um, are? Does it matter what your credit is, card statement is? Right. Is always, is always, always give it back to God because my dad's biggest advice to me and I will tell it to everyone for the rest of my life is you're giving that money back to God, but it's already his in the first place. All 100% of it's his. So yeah. giving him 10% is... 10% we're cheating him, but he knows that we have to live in today's world, so he completely understands. So in terms... But it's his if first. You, if you pay yourself 10%, $400, you're giving God $400. That's true. So... But I don't yeah. spend so, it like that. So And even if you think about it, how we spoke it out, $400, and you have an excess of 2000 it's not very much. That's just a drop in the bucket. You could give more than that if you wanted. Yeah. No, I probably... No, you're right on that. Right. So we... I mean, but that's not to say that's what our... What's what we what we gross each month. That was just a, a general example to give you guys an idea of... To lay like a foundation or a pathway for you guys. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure that I put that in because I obviously right. know the majority of my listeners and I don't want them to be like, oh... That's how Daniel and Julia think budgeting works, huh? Where's God in your life? Don't worry. He's still there. He's still number one. We want to make this podcast for all without shoving any of our beliefs on anyone. That's right. And we give with joy. That's right. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> now to wrap it all up, like I, like Julia said at the beginning of this uh, episode, I work at a credit union, but what I do there is I help people consolidate their debt. I help people get credit cards, loans, help their credit score go up um, to one day, you know, to be able to buy a house and buy a car and, you know, get these big life purchases that you might just do two or three times in your life, but get them to where it's affordable and you'll be able to save some money and uh, just uh, have fun with it and it won't be a stressful thing when it comes up. Because something Julia actually doesn't know. (gasps) For first-time car buyers, but she already had enough money to do this anyway, but first-time car buyers have to put down around 20% of the car they're buying, and the car cannot go over 90% LTV, so that's loan-to-value. So if your car's worth, like, let's say $10,000, the bank might only give you $9,000 because your car is only worth ten, and the people that default on their loans or don't make their payments are first-time car buyers. So if you're a first-time car buyer, keep that in your mind because here's what bank think. Here's what the statistic is. If you're willing to put 20% down on something... Did we put 20% down on my car? Is that why you asked we that? Put, we put way more than that down. Oh. I was like, nobody asked me anything. No, no. Best day of my life was when I went to the bank and asked for it in cash. And <laughs> I, they, like, panicked. <laughs> They're like, um, can, can we please give you a cashier's check for that? I was like, why? I really wanted to carry around all the cash. <laughs> Um, and I knew they would do that because 
they don't want to give out that much cash, and but I didn't want to pay $8 for a money order. But they gave it to me for free. Right. So you told me to ask for it in cash. Right. And you did tell me, you're like, they're going to give you a money order. Or no, wait, did they give me a cashier's, cashier's check? Cashier's check. Yeah, they're like, you're, they're going to give you a cashier, cashier's check. I was like, no, I'm going to get this in cash. I want to walk around with this much cash. Did you get the cash? No, they gave me a free cashier's check. <laughs> <laughs> um, but back to what we were saying. Oh, yeah, sorry. It's all right. But because you've put 20% down on it, that's a, I mean, if you're putting 20% down at 10,000, that's $2,000. So they're thinking, look, they've already have a lot of skin in the game. Right. Like what, it wouldn't benefit them to default on this car now. And if you did, we know that we can profit off it because we just go and repossess it from you. And Is there any loan it. out there that like, I'm just talking for first time car buyers that you can not put any money down on a car and get a loan. Is that even possible? I'm just wondering because I really don't know. I mean, it, you don't want to say never because you know there's one loophole out there. I don't, so I mean, you can <coughs> you can get your parents to go on the loan with you if your parents will do that type of oh, thing. Okay. My parents wouldn't do that type of thing for me. They said my parents didn't do it for me. I'm not gonna do it for you. But I see. So how'd you get your first car? Um, I put five thousand dollars down on it. What'd you get? Uh, a two thousand seven Nissan Altima. Oh, is that and what you pretty much? That's drive? what I drive. <laughs> Still to, to this day. Not the same. Not the car from high school. You drive my car from high school. Let's get that straight. Right, but it's the same exact car, the same exact color, the same, literally down to the same exact model. Wait, really? Mine's yep. a 2007? Yep. thought it was older than that. No. We drove literally <laughs> the same car. Except for years apart. You were getting your Nissan Altima and I was like in kindergarten. <laughs> Oh. Wait, what year did you get your Nissan Altima? No, 2012. Okay, how old was I? I graduated high school in 2017. Okay, so you were in eighth grade. How'd you do that math so fast? Are you sure about that? Yes, I'm sure about that. Okay, well, my older sister graduated high school in 2010. Okay. No, she graduated in 2011. You graduated before Madison. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. So what grade were you in? I don't know. I'm going to go with you on eighth because I don't know. Well, if Madison graduated, I I don't remember what grade I was in when Madison graduated high school. Was I in high school when Madison graduated? No, because in our school, we count seventh grade as high school. And, like, we didn't play on the same volleyball okay, team. Just, no, no, just don't. Just for everyone out there. No, high don't school, say High school is ninth grade. Okay, but that's not how my school works it. Because we're allowed to play on the varsity volleyball team in the seventh grade. And I didn't play with Madison. That's how every public school okay. around 2017 12th grade is ninth grade 2016 11th 2015 10th 2014 9th 2013 8th 2012 7th so i was in the 7th grade when mm. you were getting your first car depending on when i bought it or no because i didn't get it until like june of the 2012. So I was probably going into my eighth grade year. Yeah. That's pretty miraculous that you knew that. Not that that really mattered for anything, but sometimes I like aging you. And it was funnier for me to say I was starting kindergarten when you were getting your first car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. You change it to girl who exaggerates a lot. Rude. That was not true. Even though me at the beginning of the episode being like, <laughs> I never get those credit cards at the store. And then like, let me tell you this story. When I got a credit card at the container store. Oh, good. That's a good, that's a good 
credit card can you know what you just reminded me of something don't ever close out your credit cards don't ever close them yourself oh yeah i just want that's so true because i still have my student discover card but i don't use it he tells me that i need to use it but i don't even know where that card is just don't close them out yourselves they'll hurt your credit score it'll drop your credit score because it's your longest line of credit open that's right take that that's right. Always keep your longest line, longest one open. You know, the longest line of credit I've had has literally been since I've known you. So... That's how you can keep Is track. that six years or seven years? Seven years. Oh, we've been married for four? four? I didn't know you for three. I only knew you for two. We didn't date the very first time we met. <gasps> Amen! <laughs> we didn't date until like a year later. No. Yeah. Oh, really? We didn't date. We, that, that year we met, we didn't date. Oh, you're being Mr. Literal right now because we met in August of 2017 and we didn't start dating until January of 2018. 2019. Oh, so you dated me the same year we got married? (laughs) Yeah. No. No, 2018. Right, January 2018 because we got engaged in December of 2018. Technically February when your parents came out. Oh, because that's when you asked my dad for permission. My dad was like, take her off my hands. Yes, you can date her. They didn't think anyone was actually going to date her. That's so rude. Why would you just say that on my podcast? Well, no, her parents. Why would you say that? <laughs> is that not the truth? That is not true, mom and dad. I never told them that you said that. Why would you just say that on my podcast? I have to cut that out. Okay. Julia's parents thought that Why there'd be... Why are you be... calling them my parents? Okay, my in-laws. Right. Okay, my in-laws thought that there'd be no, no guy out there good enough to date their daughter. That's right. Still isn't. <laughs> <laughs> and then your your mom thought I was the wrong person the first time she met me. Yep. She thought I was uh, my friend sitting next to you. Yep. <laughs> no, he, you were sitting next to right, me. Right, but my friend... But sitting, he was sitting next to you, and right. my mom thought it was the other dude. And I was like, why would I be sitting next to this random guy? Right. And then my mom... We're in chapel. Okay, this is the first time my parents ever met Daniel. And my parents were like a little wary because Daniel was 26 years old at the time and I was only 19. Actually, you were almost turning 27. You were already 27 when my parents met you. Okay, anyways, we're literally standing in chapel and you're like supposed to be quiet in chapel. And then all of a sudden my mom looks over and goes, does Daniel have veneers? And I was like looked over at him and I was like, oh, my mom wants to know if you have fake teeth. (laughs) And you were like, no and I was like no mom they're all his real teeth and then like five minutes later she's like well why are they so straight and white I was like my mom really wants to know why your teeth are straight and white and I remember being like I remember when my mom asked that question that I had truly never even thought of that and I thought if he has veneers like I didn't even know that for my own self but he doesn't have veneers folks and yes his teeth actually still do look like he has veneers it does really play with my mind sometimes I think maybe he was lying about it I just don't know how they're so like your two front teeth are like so straight like I have literally asked for years for my two front teeth to be filed down and no dentist will file them down because they don't want to damage my teeth let's be honest she's just been asking for her two front teeth for Christmas no I just I I just really want them filed so it'd be like a little bit straighter but they won't do it yours are literally perfectly you can confess to this podcast we will keep your secret. Are your two front teeth fake? Oh, my phone just went off. They are 100% real. For real? Are you being for real? <laughs> They're 100% real. <laughs> I know. They don't look like they are. Okay, I think this is a great place to end the podcast. Truly, I hope this was helpful. Maybe it was more chaotic than it was helpful, but... But you can always DM 
Julia with your questions. Yes. She loves answering you guys. I do. I appreciate DMs. I appreciate questions. Ooh, there's like a ringing going on. All right. So like I said, I think this is a great place to wrap up the episode, but we can't leave you without a challenge. So the challenge this week is... Is to go out and see what credit card best benefits you, what suits you and your lifestyle. I mean, if it's traveling or if it's, you know, just getting those points for groceries. Um, so true. Just go out and see what what might best benefit you and apply for it. And for those of you out there that don't want to get a credit card, why don't you just go on to, can you do that little internet spiel again? Myannualcreditreport.com. Yes, so cute. Uh, why don't you just go on there and see what your credit report is? Your Even credit if your score is. credit score is a zero because you don't have a credit card. We understand that not everybody listening supports credit cards. And it's I'm pretty sure it's only free once a year. So that's why it's my annual. So you can check it once a year oh. to make sure that, you know, no fraud's going on your credit as well. It's also a good thing for that. All right. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much, Daniel, for joining me today in studio. It was so nice not being by myself. I think everyone's going to get a real riot of me trying to do the Geico commercial. Geico, if you're listening, <laughs> please support this episode. I would love to put an ad in here for you. <laughs> and with that, thank you, everyone, for joining today. Thank you for tuning in to Girl, You Talk A Lot. Remember, your voice matters and your thoughts deserve to be heard. Keep embracing your passion for conversation, curiosity, and connection. Chat again soon. Bye. I just wanted to say it was fun to be here again. Can't wait until next time. Bye. Bye.